Welcome to the Nitty in the City podcast. Today's episode is a business spotlight. In fact, our first business spotlight. We break this ice with my guy Al Cordy, founder and owner-operator of Q's Vision Embroidery and the classic flavor and luxury lifestyle apparel brands. After an introduction into who Al is, we delve into his entrepreneur journey. What's led him here? What's keeping him here? And where he goes from here? Oh, and yes, there's alcohol involved. So kick back, relax, and ride with us as I present to you Nitty in the City. All right, it's me, it's me, it's the OG. Who am I? I'm Nitty. Where am I? I'm Nitty in your city. And what I told y'all, man, it's the Nitty in the City podcast, and we're not just going to be in Wilmington. We're not just going to be at Team Nitty Studios. I told you, we're going to be in my city, your city, our city. A lot of people don't know how to finish that, but shout out to everybody down in Maryland and beyond who knows how to finish that line. But look, I'm down here in PG County, Maryland. I want to say I'm in Greenbelt. Could be College Park, one or the other. I'll figure that out before this podcast is over. You know, these towns run like real close to each other. But yeah, I'm down here in the DMV. Some might call it my second home because you can catch me here on any given any given day, actually. Like, you can randomly catch Nitty at a freaking happy hour on a Thursday at like, I don't know, Red Rocks or some shit just because that's how I move, y'all. That's why he's nitty in your city, you know what I mean? Hey. But look, we got some things to talk about today. Um, actually, this is my first broadcast um, down in the DMV, so this is very great for me. So far, we've done Delaware. So far, we've done Elkins Park, PA. Shout out to the Rose Coast Cafe and Lounge. Now we down here in the DMV about to tear it up. That's right, the land of Go-Go, the land of Chuck Brown, the land where they try to mute the Go-Go sound, and the black people out here was like, fuck that! <laughs> we gonna keep it rocking out here in the streets, and you know I'm always out here for the people. So look, because you know I always, talk, I always come down here, I go everywhere, and I interview good people, doing good things, doing right for themselves, doing right for, for other people, right for the community, what have you. And we're going to keep it in that same vein because now we got, a, we got a gentleman right here who's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. He's doing things out here. got a small business that's up and coming. It started as one thing. It's going to grow into another thing. It has grown into another thing. It's going to keep growing. And, of course, <clears> we're going to give y'all all of that. We're going to give y'all all of that as we go along for this podcast ride. And you already know, it's not a Nitty in the City podcast if it ain't no alcohol involved. That's hey. right. I got that thug passion. Here's a throwback for you. Thug passion. You remember that? That Henny and Alize, y'all. That's right. I done took it back on it. Took it back to undergrad on it. Young Nitty in the street. I'm, I'm up here acting like I can't pull up muscle. You know what I mean? But yeah, we're going to be out here and drink this drink. We got plenty of food. Mm. The board is there. I'm still on my... um. I'm on a seven-day plant-based nutrition challenge, which actually currently right now I'm recording on a Friday night. And you know we normally record on Saturdays. I mean, we record on any given day, but you're going to hear this on Monday. But I'm on this challenge till 11.59 p.m. tonight. I'm going to tell you right now, come midnight, I'm losing all my morals because they got subs. They got meatballs. They got seafood salad. They got, they, they got, there might be some chicken over there somewhere. I can't even tell. But you know, was, I'm just here for it all. I'm here for all the meat, eggs, and dairy. Oh. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad we all on the same page. So now you hear that voice in the background. That's the man of the hour. That's the guest that we're going to talk to. This is my guy, Al Q. And here we are. We're going to talk about his line. It's called Classic Flavor. Or his business, I should say. Um, it started off as an embroidery company, and now it's upgraded to a clothing company. But before we do all of that, you know, I could easily research stuff about him. I could easily sit there and tell you all the things I know about him. Matter of fact, I've known him personally for years, so I can't even tell you what I know. But you know how we do out here. We like to hear it straight from the source's mouth. So first of all, 
before we even get into all that, I welcome you to the Nigga in the City podcast. Al, what's going on? Hey, 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 what's happening? Not, not much, man. I'm glad you took some time out your schedule to go ahead and get this cracking because we got some things to talk about. So now, first of all, like I said, we let the air from the sources now. Tell the world, who is Al Q? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your show. No I appreciate the opportunity to come onto your platform and tell the world about me. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm Al Q. Last name is Cordy, Q for short. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, my business, which is Classic Flavor, Luxury Lifestyle, um, it began as a custom embroidery business, as you pointed out, pointed out earlier. And um, it evolved to a clothing brand, okay. my own personal clothing brand. Okay, so now what we're going to do, because we're going to really like take a journey with you. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to walk on the journey that got you from wherever your beginners were to here we are with Classic Flavor. And you know it's 2019, y'all. Get digital with me. The website is classicflavors.com. That's F-L-A-V-A-S. Spell it how Diddy was spelling. <laughs> Not that King's English. Classicflavors.com. Hey, look, let me match your energy, man. I feel like I, I feel like you 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 way all the way there, yeah, man. Cheers. I'm not even there. Look, man. Listen, can, can, can we do a cheers? Can we do a cheers? Welcome to the podcast. See, and, that, and that's why I see. That's why I always say, and I do the same thing when I'm on FM or Team Daily Radio, which you can catch each and every Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on 91.3 FM, WVD, WVD, HD1 North, the voice of the University of Delaware. Sometimes when people are new to the Nitty experience, you know, they're not really sure what to expect, per se. I mean, you could have seen all the interviews, and you know, we've all seen interviews. Especially, you know, we come up in the hip-hop era, so we, we have interviews from every other MTV interviews, BET interviews, yeah, you know, Rap City to the Basement, yeah, this, that, that, Kurt Loney you know, you watch the news, you see those interviews. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you kind of got a gauge for what somebody might bring. But the nitty, the nitty in the city experience is a little different. Because, you know, again, this is this is not just an interview. This is like really come on in, kick your feet up on the couch, throw back a drink, and we're going to talk about some things. There it is. So, Let's talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like Team Nick Ready. I get the cuss of cutting edge out here, too. You know, I'm not going to purpose to do it, but it does happen. So, all right, now we're on Classic Flavor. So now before we actually get into the growth, the evolution of Classic Flavor, you native to the DMV, yes? Born and raised. So I was born in D.C., raised in Chevrolet, Maryland. Okay. PG County. Mm-hmm. So now, um, now one thing I can say about D.C., um, just from my experiences down in the, D- well, the DMV, because I'll be in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, the whole metro area. One thing I can say about the DMV, but of course, you know, the focus is on D.C., is since, you, you know, you got a clothing company, Fashion is a, is a big thing out there. Absolutely. Like, you know, when you think about, like, especially when you think about urban fashion. When I say, you know, don't worry about them little runways in Milan and all that stuff. When you talk about urban fashion, you think of, like, places in New York City, like Philly, D.C., you go over West Coast, you know, place, certain places in Cali. We talk about the urban scene. So now, for instance, like, if you know anything about the DMV, and it could still be a thing, Correct me if I'm wrong. For a very long time, if it's not currently a thing, you knew somebody's gonna have one of them phone posits. <laughs> <laughs> the phone posits and matching it with whatever outfit goes on. <laughs> Matter of fact, even before that, I'm talking about back. I'm, I'm, I'm about to date myself here. Back when it was uh, the, the slouch socks, just had the parasuits or whatever. Like it was all kind of stuff. Like right. you, you know, you all seen it all. And it's about out of the box fashion too. Like, you know, like, for instance, back, I was, I'm originally from New York. So back when we had that, it was, it was a time where you just had to have baggy jeans and Timbs. Hmm. Like, baggy, you could get them. 
and Tim's and you know white tees or whatever you rock or what have you. I mean, we did sneakers and stuff too, but that was New York is still kind of known for the Tim's, right? So when I look at DC, I look at DC. They got their own flavor, classic flavor. Here we go. They got their own flavor, if you will. So now that begs the question: Out of all the different industries you could have possibly gotten into as an entrepreneur, because like I said, I know you personally. I know you got skill. You got many skills in various facets, various aspects of life. Knowing how DC is, and I've seen how harsh DC culture can be on the fashion uh, tip. Like if, if your shit ain't up to par. You might get roasted, you might get clowned, you might get shunned. Ain't what no mind about you, it. What made you say, I'm going to try to put my foot into the uh, fashion game? Man, that's a great question. Uh, I think that, that right there is it. The fact that, you know, growing up, man, I mean, you had to come correct. You get mm-hmm. on that school bus and yeah. you got the wrong thing on, you going to get joned on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this was back in the days where Eva... You one had skills and you was gonna jump back. Yeah. Two, you sat on the front of the bus and tried to ignore it, mm-hmm. or you found yourself in a fight. Right. <laughs> but in order to alleviate all of that, I mean, you just can't correct. You, right. you 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 put your things together. So you might have on a pair of uh, shoes, and back then, you know, mm-hmm. you had some folks whose family had it that right. might have had three yeah. pair of shoes then you had the mother cats such as myself mm-hmm. that came through with that same pair right. you know you just had to uh flip freak it out you might have two pair because it's christmas just passed right. or you know beginning of the school year or it's basketball season i had to mm-hmm. give me a new pair of basketball kicks my uh regular school kicks were still mm-hmm. fresh but i say all that to say i mean you know you just had to be able to kind of flip it man so you know you Hit him in the head with a little cut off over top of uh something else, and now you got your little two color scheme going on, and you still matching with your kicks right. and all that. Um, that right there was a foundation. Fast forward to a little when you got a little bit older, and you had a little bit of money of your own, and you was able to get out there and go uh, support some of these other uh, local businesses right. that was doing it back in the days, like. Your madnesses, your all days, your we are ones, yeah. um, and everything was almost like a color game back then. Mm-hmm. You know, back back when New York folks came right. down and they was real bright, <laughs> had had the colors, they had on the butters, yeah. but then they was also doing things like Air Max and yeah. Especially when the uh, Bo Jacksons dropped, because remember those the original Bo Jacksons was white with the orange and purple on them. Right, uh, right. The Broncos colors, the orange and blue. Yeah, and then you know they started building on flavors from that. But the funny thing is, they had the black and gray. Yeah. A lot of folks down here was rocking with the black and gray. Yeah, the black and grays were so hot. Actually, that was the first. The black and gray bowls was the first quote unquote fly sneaks I had. Like, I was always, I consider myself a, what I call a get-by kid. Like, my shit wasn't weak enough to get roasted, hmm. but it wasn't strong enough. People were like, oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody just paid me no my Oh, oh, you got on the night? Okay, cool. Because I was going to say, I didn't even have them black and gray. It's like, yeah. I had a, a pair of Joe Basic all-black Nikes mm-hmm. and then uh, some gray New Balance. Yeah. That was, and the gray New Balance always came, like, right around the springtime when it was about to get hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But, um... I never forget how I felt when I got my first pair of bowls, bro. Cause you know I gotta get by. Cats like, oh snap! You know, I was like, damn. This how y'all be feeling? <laughs> oh shit! Because you know I was had one of the parents. My mother was one of those. 
Ma, can I get some Jordans? You better write Jordan a letter. Huh. Like, so, you know. So, so here we are. So now, okay, you come into this. Now, again, before you even get into the, you know, the, the actual apparel of it, it started off as embroidery. So what made what what was the driving force to make you say, you know what, I want to start an embroidery business. I want to start print, custom printing on people's shirts or whatever, whatever they like. Nitty might come like, yeah, I need a team Nitty Radio logo or something. Nitty in the city logo. I need it on a shirt. I need it on a sweatshirt. Whatever. What made you say, I, I, I'm, I, I got something that I can make viable with that? So, truth be told, the, my company actually started out doing uh, custom embroidery and things for other uh, people, you know, small businesses and, you know, other people with their own alpha fashion that okay. wanted to uh, do their thing. Initially, I wanted to uh, do my own fashion thing, but I just didn't have a name at the time. Okay. So, I saw a machine and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get that. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you know, being the uh, entrepreneur that I am, you know, having that business mind, mm -hmm. I'm like, man, shit, I could... Make some money off this uh, creating product for other people, for small businesses, yeah. you know, for uh, individuals. I mean, people constantly out here trying to market themselves on the daily. So, shit, why not make a couple dollars doing that? So you know? now, is the embroidery something you had to teach yourself? Because I think, you know, we're talking about this. is like, we're talking about embroidery, we're talking about stitching. It's right. basically tailoring, if you will. Absolutely. And that's a specific skill set. And <laughs> I don't know about you. Me coming up, we didn't have those in our camps, you know. Even though I got older, you know, when you get older, you start meeting people from different walks of life. I still can't think of anyone in my inner circle or beyond who had skills in tailoring or things of that nature. Especially men. Usually, you hear about in birthdays like it's women that do those things, right? And they'll have those businesses. So, is that something you had to teach yourself, or how did you develop the skill to do this? So, eighty-five percent was self-taught. Mm -hmm. um, when I purchased the machine, like I say, um, you know, it, it's really an industrial uh, machine. Right. Like, the folks that I purchased it from, they delivered it, assembled it mm -hmm. <laughs> when they got to my location, and they sent someone to uh, train myself and my staff. Okay. You know, I don't have a staff. It was just me. Right. <laughs> but uh, they sent somebody out here for uh, two days to train us. So, you know, the guy, he pretty much checked the boxes. Hey, this is how you turn it on, you know, that type of thing. This is how you change the thread. And that was pretty much it, man. Had me sign the uh, release and he was gone. So it was more so trial and error. I told myself it was a whole lot of YouTube and I mean a whole lot of shirts that got messed up. Okay. Let's have an entrepreneurial lesson moment. We'll call this entrepreneurial lesson moment number one. Because what I like to do when I'm speaking with established entrepreneurs, you know, I know for a fact there is always somebody else who wants to figure out how they can stop working for another person, how they can do their own thing. And a lot of those people are listening to Team Nitty Radio. A lot of those people are listening to Nitty the City. What happens is a lot of those people like the information, the education, if you will, to make a business actually work. Because we've all heard the models. Um, what is it? In the eighty percent of businesses fail in the first. Two years, years or two, something like that. Ninety percent fail in the first five things of that nature, and a lot of that I think. And one of the things <clears throat> from the outside looking in, a lot of that comes down to a money issue. If you will. And what what made what triggered that for me is when you said, "Well, you had to buy this industrial equipment, right?" But then the company said they would send somebody to train. I imagine that's a cost in and of itself. They're not just sending somebody to train for free, are they? Well, actually, that was included in the cost okay. of the machine, right? The cost. All right, so. 
So for the budding entrepreneurs, what could you say to them? Because a lot of times people think, okay, well, I got this skill. I'm going to just go ahead and employ it. I mean, let's say somebody already knew how to embroider, do embroidery. Right. I don't think they took it to the effect. Take it to uh, account. Oh well, this industrial machine might cost industrial prices. Mm-hmm. Um, what could you say to someone? How, what, what advice could you give to someone who who needs capital to to even start to begin their journey? Because uh, you know how to say it, it takes money to make money. You need capital to start a journey at some point, right? Um. So I don't think it's one cookie cutter answer. Right. You know, you can't probably give a blanket statement that's gonna apply in every situation. Right. But. I mean, where, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, my, my situation was a little bit different. Like, I had a job. You know what I'm saying? A decent job. And, you know, I put one on top of the other and, you know, stacked it up until I was able to get it. So, rule number one, it's okay to have a day job while trying to pursue your entrepreneurial endeavors. Because I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, I should probably just quit my job and figure out this entrepreneurial stuff. Man, I mean, if, you, while, if you got while, it, if you got it like that, worked, yeah. For some, I feel like that's the minority of what goes on. So, I mean, if you really look at the entire landscape, mm-hmm. wealth is a minority, right? What, what, what that's they why say is one percent. Yeah, I was just about to say, isn't it one percent that's spending ninety-six percent of all exactly. the money? Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, man, just believe in yourself. I mean, if, if, if you put in your mind, and I don't want to come off sounding all, you know, but if you put it in your mind, it's, at some point it's going to come to you how, how to go about how to go about it. I mean, don't worry about the how initially. Just worry about the what. Hey, this is what I want to do. Bam. And then just keep drilling that in your mind and, and focus on it. It's going to come to you at some point. Um, like, when I was a kid, like, I mean... I remember back in elementary school, I used to draw Nikes. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to the point where I'm making shoes yet, right. but now I'm making clothes. Right. So um, you know, you know um, I used to like madness a whole lot back in the days. Uh-huh. And now, I mean, like, we in the same field, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I still got a lot more growing to do, right. but, um, like, I look at folks like Polo. As my uh, competitor, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like I don't wear no horses no more, no uh, no nothing like that. And I'm saying I'm not knocking folks that do it, but I ain't look. I've been, I've been putting money in Ralph Lauren pocket for all these years, and yeah. I ain't got no ROI. Right. <laughs> I ain't got no return on investment. So now, to get this going, did you have to write write out like a business plan or write out your goals or? Because you know a lot of people, I, you all, I'm sure we've all heard this term, those who uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Right. And then we also hear um, a goal is not a goal unless it's written down, or a plan is not a plan that's written down, it's just an idea. So, um, so What's that process for you? I myself, I, I, I shot from the hip. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I had an idea. I had the uh, resources mm-hmm. to execute my idea, right. and that's what I did. But... That may not be a, something that's possible for everybody. Like right. that, that just might not be feasible. Like you might have to come up with a game plan, write it down. Okay, bam, this is what I want to do. It's gonna cost this much. I make this much. I might have to put away right. this much each week or each pay period for this amount of time until it adds up to 
whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it like you just might have to do some math. Get get that pencil and paper out and, and, and make it work. But, I mean, if it's something that is that important to you, like you really believe in it, then you can find a way to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? You just keep on going. Like, shit, the game is... Yeah. So how, how has Classic Flavor been around? When did, when did it start? When, did it get, when was the inception? So I got the machine uh, on the tail end of 2016, okay. right? But I didn't uh, officially register the company Classic Flavor mm-hmm. LLC until 2017. Okay. So Classic Flavor was established in 2017. Okay. So we'll call that, let's call that lesson number three, because I feel like we covered number two. Let's number three, getting your, your papers right, if you will. Hmm. Um, viable business with a you know the I guess the proper licensing or what have you now from from that aspect you know because then now what I've been told because I'm you know I have no experience with having businesses or LLCs I mean I know people have those things they say those things come with certain things that can help I don't them know, tax in the city seem like it's uh eventually virgin in business eventually that. <laughs> you, know, and that's, you know that's the thing too when I when I when I have these discussions they're just as much inspiration for me as they are for whoever else is listening because I already know I'm not there. You know, I know I've been putting out a product, but I know there's a lot of things I haven't, in, you know, put forth that I probably should have had already. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I'll get that knowledge from the person I interviewed two weeks ago. Maybe I won't. They'll tell me something different. Now, like today, I might be getting that lesson from Al, you know, LLC. Yeah. That might be the way to go. So now I hear those LLCs come with things like that that actually help the business. So can I interject for a yes, half sir. a second? I got a... Um Three, three, three friends of mine. Mm-hmm. They got uh, this company. Yeah, it's called uh, the Just Business Group. Mm-hmm. The, um, they got a website, thejustbusinessgroup.com, okay. and what they do is they actually teach aspiring entrepreneurs mm-hmm. how to bring their dream to fruition. And again, that 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 brings that brings through, uh, and I feel like this is going to be a recurring theme throughout this conversation is. The information. A lot of this, when you run a business, you need information. Like, like you said, a lot of people have good ideas. A lot of people have a good product or service. Sometimes you just like the information, or if you will, the education, to make it happen. So they will fall short because, oh damn, maybe I didn't know I needed to register my thing as an LLC hmm. or a sole proprietorship or you know the various um, nuances of business because the, the various licenses and certain things that. Mark, trademarks, registrations, and things that you know will determine the outcome of what right, you go. Right, right, right. Um, and you know, for me, of course, I went to business school. It's funny because you wouldn't think I went to business school. I went to business school so you learn about these different entities. Uh-huh. But everybody don't do that. But shoot, that doesn't mean you can't sit. That doesn't mean you can't create your own and, and get something to go. Right. Comes down to the information. So now bringing it back around to class and family. So, so you said you registered and went and became LLC in what year? 2017. 2017. So here we are in 2019. So you kind of made it past the 80% fail in the first year kind of mark. Right. The first year or two. You know, what is Al doing to keep the business from being a statistic of that five-year mark where they say 90% of business? 90% is what they say. At least that was the, that was the rate they would give it back when I was an undergrad. I'm not going to tell you when I was an undergrad. But <laughs> So one can imagine it could be higher, it could be lower. That number generally doesn't lower. To where ninety percent of businesses weren't making it. What does Al have in place to keep classic flavor from becoming that um, statistic? I mean, 
it's all inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, at, like at the end of the day, I just refuse to be a failure. Okay. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it, let me jump in right there because you mentioned the word failure, and here's one thing. Again, even though I'm not a business owner, one thing I know just from seeing and experiencing and knowing people, there are going to be. Well, some people may call them failures along the way. Some people may call them mistakes. Some people may call them learning opportunities. Regardless of what you will, they were trips and falls. Like it, not, The road is never just smoothly paved. It's bumps in the road. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be ditches. There's going to be forks in the road, things of that nature. So when it comes to classic flavor, um, I may not have a formal business plan, mm-hmm. but our niche is the fact that I know what I like. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I find something that I'm gonna wear uh-huh. and I create it. I like it and I get compliments on it. Mm-hmm. I put it into production. That's how I go. So it's almost like I'm not gonna run out of things that I like. Right. So it's, it's not like I'm trying to predict, oh man, yeah, I think <laughs> this group is gonna like that or that group's gonna like this. No, I'm getting stuff that I like. Right. And if I'm happy with it, I think uh, other folks will be happy with it too. If they're not, oh well. No. So, so now, have you experienced any setbacks, if you will, along the way? Um, well, g- give me an example of what you mean um, as a setback. Let's say your machine broke down. Or let's say you were, trying, you, you were doing the business... And you had these expectations. Okay, I'm. Um, so have have I had products that I thought were gonna do it that didn't do it? Right. Yeah. Of, of course. Of course. Now what happened? Cause see, at that point, cause here's the thing. Especially you, you're still new. Right. You're still relatively new. And what happens is, all right. For instance, let's say we brought up, we mentioned Ralph Lauren earlier. Even though we are not here promoting brands and stuff, right? If Ralph Lauren has a, a polo shirt that didn't sell or a polo set that didn't sell, it, it just flopped. Ralph Lauren been in the game so long, it's like, all right, whatever, we'll create the next one. Or, you know, my team will figure out the strategy. Right. Because he's been in the game for a, a jillion years. But now Al, Al been in the game two years, officially two years from when he became LLC. Or let's say three, four, uh, three years from when he decided to get the machine and yada, yada, yada. I feel like if Al had... Something that flopped, that might discourage Al. Because for one, from a financial standpoint, if Ralph Lauren something doesn't move, that's a fucking half a billion, hundred, quadruple million dollar company. They're gonna eat that. Probably find got a tax account and write that over, and they'll get gay. So but if Al loses, one, Al might be losing out of straight pocket for all we know, and two, Al might be like, I don't know if I can bounce back. So one of the one of my lessons learned was. I got to let the demand drive the supply as opposed to vice versa. Initially, what I would do is I would find something that I like. I would go out and get a lot of it, and then I'd produce it, and I would pretty much try to shove it down the people's throat. When in reality, or what I do now is I get find something I like, and I put it out there, and then once the orders start coming in, then that's when I um, go into production and I create more. That way I'm uh, reducing my upfront overhead right so i mean it's, it's working out a little bit better for me and i'm able to uh capitalize and see more profit that way as opposed to going out there and pretty much wishing on a star like hey i i think this is gonna do it so let me buy a bunch of these and then next thing you know you got boxes of stuff down in the basement 
<laughs> so we'll, that, we'll call that mini lesson number four. We discussed trying to increase your revenue, whether it be through a day job or you know whatever it is. But it's also about minimizing your expenses, your overhead. Um, so that's mini lesson number four to all you budding entrepreneurs. While you want to increase revenue, you want to you want to minimize or decrease your expenses. We'll put that there. So now also here's the thing, because you know you mentioned it. Uh, I want to say around twice. And I get it, it's working for you, and I am, I'm a firm believer in many ways of if it ain't broke, you know, don't try to fix it, right? But, as I see classic flavor growing, as we manifest classic flavor growing, because that's the goal. Right. We get to a point, and I imagine you got a plan for that point now before you're actually there, because you kind of a spare tire, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Where, it's not, it might not fly anymore that, Let's just see what let just let, let Al see what Al likes, and the people might bite. Like for instance, if Tommy Hilfiger was like, "All right, uh, I think I like this kind of shirt, whatever with these stripes," so let me put it out there. But in the world with with all you know, as the the, 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 the customers grow, the demand grows, everybody might not like your idea. You, I feel like Al, you're gonna have to start catering. Or putting out researching what the people actually want. Are you prepared for that, or is it just gonna continue to be? Well, if Al likes it, we just gonna put it out there and see what the people like. So at some point, I do believe that uh, that philosophy, that system, mm-hmm. will work. But we haven't implemented that system yet. Like we haven't. One, it's pretty much a one man show right now. So. Where, where am I going to get those uh, ideas or that information from? Sure. That That's how I feel right now. Okay. Um, two. Oh, I'm, I'm still drinking, so forgive me if I forget what lesson number we're at. I know we're, <laughs> I know we're at four now, but I'm about to put some more drink in my cup. Whatever is nitty in the city. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. This man is up here supporting my drinking habit. Hey, let's and go. And I'm not mad. Let's go. Here you go. So, all right, that was lesson four, you know. But I do, I do have a, um, a plan in the near future to uh, bring in a team and, you know, somewhat have a board. So I'm, I'm confirmed mm-hmm. and congregating with other people and getting some other input and ideas because at the end of the day, I'm only one person and one set of ideas and the whole world is a lot broader than that. Everybody's not going to like what I like, right. just similar to what you said, and I might be – jumping over dollars picking up nickels when in reality mm-hmm. somebody else like you know it might be a young fellow out there that mm-hmm. that that that's with the hip movement mm-hmm. the, you know the more fitted attire and everything like that mm-hmm. that um yeah. you know can 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 grab what's hot in the streets right now right. and take us to the next level so now that actually begs a whole new question um in the tradition of we all heard Kendrick Lamar's be humble are you able do you think cuz you've been doing this by yourself and I've, and I've had this discussion with many entrepreneurs, many of them admittedly said they couldn't do this, which is, are you able to humble yourself enough to wear and once you start getting that team or you have people that you can, you know, kind of confide in their, their opinions, if they're like, nah, if their opinion or their vision doesn't match your vision or opinion, like you say, I like this plan, I like this style, what do you think? And then they go, oh, that's, that ain't it. Can Al be like, you know what? I right, I'm gonna take that under advisement. 
and I'm going to really give that some weight and see if that's not it. Because, matter of fact, I literally just interviewed somebody on my iPhone radio show this past Sunday. And last Sunday, and they said, yeah, they're not really hearing people because they said they don't, as an artist, because that's what you are. You're an entrepreneur, but you're also an artist. Absolutely. And whatever, I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. As an artist, she said, as an artist, she feels like people won't be able to see her vision. So if they don't necessarily agree with what she has to say, she probably won't pay that much mind because this is her vision, and they just can't see it. So if somebody says, maybe this cut-off sleeve ain't right, or maybe this sweating right or like you said you know you got young hip hop guys because we didn't grow up in the, the, the jogger era Everybody's right 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 so somebody might be like you're out you need to get joggers you're like ah, that's not my vision can you can, can you and i'm at this is a come to come to we'll say come to higher power moment because everybody don't celebrate jesus this is a coming higher power moment can you sit there and say honestly all right let's look at it and see well, I, I might be willing to acquiesce to what you say. I mean, if it makes sense, okay. you know, because uh, I'm a businessman first mm -hmm. when, when it comes to this classic flavor. Yeah. So if it's not making dollars, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'm, I'm I'm the brainchild. This is my company. Right. But at the end of the day, the reason the company was formed was to make money. So mm -hmm. we're definitely going to go with what's going to make money okay. over, you know, my ego. Okay, so now again, y'all too. <clears throat> the website is classicflavors.com. Um, you can you can see all the tops, the pants, the hats, all, all kinds of various items. Got whole they got whole sets, uh, sweatsuit sets, and everything of that nature. And <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm sure he, he has social media. Is the classic flavors on social media as well? Because uh, I, I I know I've seen it on social media. So it's classic flavor underscore Lux Lifestyle on Instagram okay. and Classic Flavor by Al Cordy on okay. Facebook. And that's Q, you know you, right? Or is it Q, what are you? Yeah. Q-U-A-R-T-E-Y. Q okay. I, I feel like I still know you or your name. Maybe I was drinking that day. I don't know. Because <laughs> um, I, I feel like I was like, yeah, okay, you ain't got no Q. Yeah, I had to be drinking that day. So, what? Okay, because now we're going to backtrack a little. Because you said... One of the things, one of the reasons you were able to kind of get this off the ground is, in terms of capital, you had a decent job, but you were able to, you know, you had capital to make it happen. So, a lot of people might say, hell, he had a good paying job, he's probably doing all right for himself, a little money in his pocket. He came from maybe not necessarily having all the gear, but now he got a little money, he can do gear, da 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 why risk going out on your own and doing running your own business instead of just, you know, continue making your good money, get raises, get promotions, yada, yada, yada? One, I mean, I, I think those humble beginnings somewhat left a stain on the brain and got me like, you know what? I, I really can do this. You mm. know what I'm saying? And I don't need to go out and buy those same brand names that, you guys were buying back in the days when we was joining on each right. other. Um, at the end of the day, it's those same rich white folks that we was buying their clothes back yeah. then. Folks are still buying their clothes back still then. Like Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, you name it. Hey, look, when I, when, when I was a child, I had childish things. Let mm -hmm. me know if I'm quoting that correctly. <laughs> when I became a man, I put away yeah. those childish things. Exactly. So, you know, look. Let's get on something new. It worked back then. Like, let the youngins have that right there. You know, let's, let's let's get on to the next level. So now, speaking of that, you know, as you're a, you know you're a small business owner now, 
and you know you got a product. Do you, you know, you, you know, hey, white folk, y'all can be mad all y'all want, but you know we like supporting these black businesses too. Um, I mean, y'all can support them too now. Don't get me wrong. Now, given that, when you do, when if and when you do go out and buy clothes, do you say? Let me see what small businesses I can support, what black businesses I can support, or is just like, or would it still like, I'm going to go to Macy's and just get what I like? Has your mindset changed in any way, shape, or form from this experience? So, I, I haven't worn, like, other people's <clears throat> brand names okay. for a long time now. Um, I'm, I'm, it wasn't quite, I say both, midway through 2017, like, right when Classic Flavor, like, really hit, and mm-hmm. I, like, was actually had enough articles of my own that I could, you know, yeah, I'm good. I can just wear my stuff and be good. Mm-hmm. I haven't purchased any anybody else's stuff now. Don't get me wrong. Like, underwear, Classic Flavor hasn't started making underwear right. yet. You know what I'm saying? Neckties, we haven't started mm-hmm. making that yet. So right. I still buy other people's brands. And then, who knows? Like, I may be at a networking event, at a pop-up shop or something like that, mm-hmm. and I see something I like from a um, small <clears throat> business owner. Yeah, you know, if I like it, I purchase it. I support. Mm-hmm. You know, show some love. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, like some of those same um, businesses that I spoke on earlier from uh, way back when, like mm-hmm. uh, your madnesses, uh, your we are one. Shoot, mm-hmm. it's um, eat. I think that's the new uh, hot hot one of the new hot styles out here in the uh, DC DMV area right okay. now. I can't lie and say I purchased something <laughs> in front of them. But, but I, I definitely see them out there. Like, I, I see their stuff and I like their stuff. I, I give them their props. But yeah, I, I haven't been to the Eat store or anything like that. Okay. So. so now, the same way you're willing to support other small businesses, do you feel that same love, if you will, for lack of a better term, that reciprocation, that reciprocity from other uh, small businesses? Like you said, you might show up at pop-ups or networking events. How, how do small business owners receive each other? Or is it just like, do they just see the competition? Like, okay, you got classic flavor. You're not the only guy that's making hoodies, sweatsuits, shirts, things of that nature. So you might see the next company at the pop-up, they're making some of the things. Is it like a blood to a crit? Or is it just like, okay, are you doing your thing? You know, yada, yada, yada. Um, so as far as purchases and things like that, I can't 100% speak on, but like just the uh, conversation and the yeah. networking. Uh-huh. And, camaraderie it's almost like a, a, a brotherhood like you know I, I see you out here we both doing the same thing and like like people show love like that you know mm-hmm. oh man that's tight where you get that from oh man i got it from uh this site right here you know what okay. i'm saying you got to order this amount in order to uh really get a deal or something like that like people you know throw each other little nuggets like that but um i mean you know at the end of the day it, it is business so like you know folks it, you, you can't 100% bank on that the dude in the booth next to you is going, oh yeah that's dope man let me get two of those mm-hmm. you know but I mean shoot by the same token are you going to over to the next booth and buying something as well big facts <laughs> so, so now you know when I'm thinking of the embroidery business the, the embroidery side of hey, business, I'm, I'm feeling good too I, I'm, I'm comfortable right now real good we <laughs> out here now so now when we're speaking of embroidery right and when I think of the embroidery, just specifically the embroidery side of things, I think about, and you kind of mentioned, alluded to it earlier, I think about uh, local teams, mm-hmm. things of nature, they need the embroideries on their shirts, the teams of nature, or local businesses, or any kind of group 
team names, whatever, right? And there's a need, right? They say, okay, we're going to figure out. And while there are, yeah, depending on where you are, there could be other businesses that do a burger and stuff. Um, they'll look for whoever, but it's a need that they have, especially when you talk about sports. Absolutely. I mean, especially Absolutely. We're, in a, we're in an age now where sports is treated just as professionally at the little league or AAU level as it is at the collegiate or NBA battle. Right. To the point where we've heard, still, like, the big, let's say Nike might be trying to recruit LeBron since he was 12. Right? Mm-hmm. So that need means there's that for your niche, which creates that demand for the supply you can match. Find a dandy. But what you did now, you took it to another level and said, let me start making clothes. Now this kind of change, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, this kind of changes the game a little bit because now, um, Whereas we were looking at a need of organizations, mm-hmm. a need of teams, mm-hmm. a need of groups, we're kind of looking at, I feel like, the needs of individuals. And I say that to say, if I, okay, the Bad News Bears, they need 40 shirts printed with Bad News Bears on it. But Nitty, Nitty just needs a sweatsuit, right? A black and red sweatsuit. Maybe Tom, he needs a green and yellow sweatsuit. Maybe such and such need this. So I feel like now you taking you're increasing your risk by now saying, okay, let me step into this realm because now you're going from groups in need to individuals in need. And you can't just rely on individuals. So now explain talk to me about that leap from embroidery to now straight up we making gear. So if if you get in front of a computer, take a look at QsVision.com. Q S V I S I O N dot com. Okay. So that's the custom embroidery business. So we never left custom embroidery. Okay. We added classic flavor okay, to the family. So in addition to um, now doing the clothing and everything, we still uh, never left home. So we're still doing the uh, teams. We're mm-hmm. still doing small businesses, um, groups, organizations, all those things right there. We just now um, diversify, so okay. to speak. So now in addition to doing the custom embroidery. Mm-hmm. We also do um, our thing. We have our own brand that we're putting out there. So that's beautiful, good. So you didn't necessarily lose that, for lack of a better term, market share. Nah, you, look, you can never but leave home. <laughs> but then even to that point, I, and again, I'm outside looking at I'm not a pro with this. To that point, from now as I look at them, it's like, okay, but if he's getting to this other venture now, if he's adding this other venture, he's also adding an overhead. Is that safe to say, or is it still is it still a safe bet? Like, well, I'm still waiting to see what's what, and then I can act upon that. So I mean, because like, what, if you're making clothes, right, you still got to go out and buy fabric or whatever. Or yeah. I don't know how that goes. You go out and buy material. You go out and buy sweatsuits or whatever. Maybe you got a wholesaler and then you put your label on it. But I feel like don't do you not have to do that in advance of people. One's, one's, so, one's so, so, so when you're in business, you're going to have expenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just something that you have to account for. Okay. Um, so when it comes to the custom embroidery side of the house, I mean, the people let you know in advance, hey, this is, this is what I'd like to order from you, and they pay you up front. Okay. From there, you can do your thing. You, right. you know, if you already have some stuff in, mm-hmm. uh, in-house, then, you know, you just go straight to it and knock it out. But if you have to uh, go out and purchase uh, materials. Hey, we might want to buy ten turtlenecks for our 
bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's May right now. Right. So we got to go order us some uh, turtlenecks, but they paid the money up front, so right. it's not necessarily as much risk. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the actual brand classic flavor, like I said earlier, we, our initial investment might be a small investment. Okay. You know, then again, I mean, who knows? We might just be feeling ourselves like, oh, yeah, we know this is going to be hot. Mm -hmm. And we just go ahead and we invest in and get what we're looking for. I don't want to give everybody out there in the world a uh, business model. Right. But by the same token, how you decide to run your clothing and apparel mm -hmm. business is how you decide to do it. But at some point, you're going to have to take a risk mm -hmm. if you want to reap the reward. Right. So, sure, you want to minimize your risk and... Um, try to lock the dice <laughs> so to speak right. but i mean yeah it is what it is and, and like i told you right now initially when we first started with this we, we would go out there okay bam we got these new t-shirts yeah. the um classic flavor flag logo with the multicolors. went out and got a rack of um blank tees and we pressed them up pressed them up pressed them up and you know we got a few off and then we looking at these boxes of tees like damn what, what are we going to do with these? Right. You know, we're going to give them away to a, a charity, see if we can write that off or right. something, or we're going to hold them down till four years, right. four or five years later, like Jordan do, <laughs> and, and it's going to be a throwback, yeah. you know? But, I mean, it is what it is. So nowadays when uh, something new hit, like the classic period, you know, yeah, we're going to uh, have a couple of them, put them out there. Um, if they sell and... Demand drives, hey, we need some more. Yeah, we're going to go get some more and we're right. going to press up some more. If, um, you know, sales are a little weak, then we might, you know, hold off and then uh, move on to the next product. Okay. I mean, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a little bit of common sense okay. in there for lack of a, you mm -hmm. know. So now, you've, I'm sure we've, all heard, we've heard this probably in various job interviews. Um, if, you've been, if you've been to college, we've heard this in higher education. If you know a lot of different assets, you always hear people say something like, "Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in ten years?" Man, in five years, I see myself back here on the Nitty in the City show, <laughs> telling my man, "Hey, look, five years ago we was over here mm -hmm. um, chopping it up. Classic flavor was something new, and now who knows?" It, Classic flavor, we, we got four stores. Mm. <laughs> so, so you're not against the brick and mortar. And the reason I ask that, because you know, we're in an age now where everybody wants to do things online now, right? So, because again, brick and mortar is a, a, can be a huge overhead. Absolutely. But you're not against that. I mean, no, I'm not 100% against it. I'm not 100% against it. Because at the end of the day, some people still like to go to the mall. Say, like some to people to still store. like to go to the mall. I want to try my thing on, especially you know. I'm a first of all, for those who don't know me, I'm a pretty big dude. My stature, I'm six four, roughly two eighty, and online don't always get it. Especially like you know, we're in an age now where you might order something from Amazon, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. It might come from somewhere in China, where they size differently than we size Absolutely. in the U.S. So they're two X. <laughs> Might be like I was, small. and then take it a step further. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to go to the shindig tonight. Mm -hmm. I ain't got nothing to wear. Let me right. run to the store right quick. Gotcha. You order online, it's gonna take you five yeah. to ten business right. days. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or you got to do a rush order. Even still, you might not get it tonight. Mm -hmm. 
You know, look, let me run, run, run past the store right quick and uh, just pick something up, man. Right. So now, when do you foresee yourself adding to, because right now you're a one-man team, it sounds like, or you, as you stated. Right. When do you see yourself adding to your team? When do you see yourself saying, okay, I need to incorporate ABC, XYZ? Here we are right now. It is, what, May 3rd, 2019 at 9.29 p.m. At, at the time of this recording. You're going to hear it on Monday, May 6th. Tell me about that time. So I, I don't have a set date for that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got a few other things mm-hmm. on my plate right now that are taking precedence to me actually mm-hmm. expanding with the classic flavor brand. Mm-hmm. But by, by the time we do the next show, I'll have a better answer for you so on that. So let me ask you this. So right now, so far, when you are classic flavors, roughly two years old as a... As an established business, right, roughly three years old as an established idea. Okay. Um. My question is here. Um, this is good. Y'all be drinking, y'all. So I'm pausing a little bit, right? But I want to make I want to make sure I get this here right. So, as it stands now, like, what what do you see as the next opportunity for yourself to improve? Because there's always room for improvement, right? There's always room for growth. Like, most is immediately. It, is it increasing? Is it switching to, like, how you went from embroidery to creating clothing? Do you have something else on the horizon? Like, I'm going to now add, I don't know, ascots. Or you said, you don't sell underwear yet or ties. I'm going to add underwear and ties. So, uh, there's, there's a few back office things that I need to uh, tend to, mm-hmm. like my website. Mm-hmm. I really need to upgrade my internet presence. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as one, getting inventory onto the actual site. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I could think of about four items that I have in stock right now that haven't even made it to the website yet. Okay. Um, and then also just cleaning it up, making it a little bit more easy mm-hmm. on the eyes for the people. Um, I feel like once I get that website up to par, then um, th- that that should definitely generate a little bit more business. And then from there, um, email marketing. Okay. That's huge right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting these email address lists and just blasting out to people when, when I get new inventory in. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, everybody, this is new with Classic Flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, go to the site. Go check it out. One... I think those two things right there, those, those, those would be huge. Okay. You know, anybody else that out there that has a um, business that's uh, selling merchandise product, mm-hmm. or hell, even if, if it's services, I think um, email marketing. Right now, a lot of people are focusing on social media. Social media is great, but I'm still something that I heard from uh, one of these motivational speakers, one of these uh, internet gurus. What, what, what would happen if, um, let's say, IG went away or Facebook right. went away. What, like mm-hmm. all, all those uh, followers, users, whatever have you that, that you have following you, and now you, uh, some new social media platform mm-hmm. came up. You're going to have to start all the way over. Do you have a way of getting in contact with those mm-hmm. people that, that, that you already have? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Folks definitely need to get those email addresses and um, sh- shoot out those email blasts. I mean, it's... So, in this journey thus far, from 2016, here we are in 2019, what would you say has been the hardest part of this journey, of this classic flavor journey? 
getting started. Getting started. The, the most difficult part was getting started. Yeah. Um, what, what, what was so difficult about it? I mean, because you always hear, you know, inspirational terms like the longest race begins with the first step or the longest journey begins with the first step. What What was so difficult about getting that first step? Well, I told you. Because um, you had a good job with the capital, so you, getting the equipment wasn't a thing. You had an idea. You're a man of ideas because, I mean, you know. I had this you, idea you since know, I was a child. Yeah, so you know things. And it took so, me all the way until. So now that it was what made it so difficult It took me all the way till 2016 to, to get the machine. I had the idea since mm-hmm. I was a kid of uh, starting up having my own clothing line, starting up my own brand. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it just didn't come to fruition. That's what, Remember when I said earlier, you know, write down the what. Right. Don't worry about the how. It's going to come to you. It took a few years to come to me, but when it finally did, you know, I was able to work it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that was it, just the start of it. And then from there, if it's in your heart, you know what I'm saying, you'll you, you, you stick with it, man. You'll you, you make it happen. Okay. And, you know, it's funny you hear, and I hear these things. And, first of all, this is not me trying to discourage up-and-coming entrepreneurs. But we've also seen, we've seen or heard, Matter of fact, Hope had a had a line at the beginning of he had a he had a song with Beyonce called Hollywood back in the day. I want to say it was on was it on his black album? I can't remember. Either way, the opening line was "It ain't for everybody." <laughs> and I mean, I'm gonna keep it funky because you and I and, and the reason I bring this up because I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Dame Dash once did an interview on on the Breakfast Club with Charlamagne. Uh huh. Dame Dash was basically shitting on anybody who was born. How can he call? Boy. How can a grown man call somebody else his boss? Right. Okay, so you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And I'm sitting there, I'm offended as an employee. And it's like, listen, everybody, I mean, maybe in a utopian society, maybe in an idealistic world, but everybody can't be a boss, right? Like, think about it. If you have all bosses, who's going to work? Great. Great so, point. Great so, point. Right. So my thing is, it's so... Me personally, and I'm, now I'm talking specifically to that interview, it's okay if you're working for somebody and you're still able to meet whatever your life needs are, you're supporting your family, things of that nature, you know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, right? And the reason things in this way is some shit just ain't for everybody. Like, for instance, everybody's not going to be an engineer. Everybody's not going to be a techie computer guy. Everybody's not going to be a radio show host, a podcast host. Everybody's not going to be a clothing apparel entrepreneur. So, you know, I hear you say these things like, look, if there's a will, there's a way. Or, you know, if it's in your mind, if it's in your heart, push through. But is there a point where it's like, um, maybe we should wrap it up? Or maybe, you know, maybe this wasn't necessarily my, I gave it my own. Maybe this wasn't my ministry. Maybe I, at, at the very least, not saying maybe not look for entrepreneurial gain again. But at the very least, let me go back to the drawing board, continue work, or get some new work, work for somebody, and I can revisit that. Or do you, and I'm asking you personally, here's your, again, come to the pulpit moment. Do you, Al, feel like everybody should just push forward and try to Is this for everybody, do you? The entrepreneurial game? No, it may not be for everybody. It, it really may not be for everybody. It's definitely for me. Right. Um, but it, it may not be for everybody. Just like, hell, a lot of us try to play basketball. Boy, I 
I was just you know thinking that in my head. Like, what? I mean, they had to hoop dreams. Let's even take it a step further. Everybody in the NBA does play basketball. Yes. But everybody's not a scorer. Right. Everybody's not a point guard. And right. everybody's not a superstar. Right. So everything's not for everybody. But I, I think if, if, if everybody can look in deep down in, inside themselves, I mean, the way the game is set up, whatever you're good at, you may very well be able to somehow find a way and just be a boss. You know what I'm saying? You can, like, I mean, hell, if you work at wherever, you know, you might be able to be a 1099 employee as opposed to a W-2 employee. If anything, I mean, yeah, hey, don't don't take my 35% out and pay the taxes for me. I'll, I'll, I'll take that and I'll pay my taxes my own. Right. You know, um... Well, it's, a lot of the greatest coaches weren't great basketball players. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, that, that, that's just one thing. Um, for for the folks, because I, I I feel like I may have not necessarily get get you know given like it might be somebody listening mm-hmm. at home that I probably could have reached out to a little bit and and, and, and really didn't hit them. Right. Where they was trying to hear that, mm-hmm. so like, it's a lot of information out there, man. I mean, you just have to look for it. Right. Um, if you really trying to, uh, you know, be about your business and do your business thing, I mean, there's certain ways you could go about it. Um, you touched on registering your your, your company as an LLC. Right. That's definitely something that's important. Mm-hmm. Depending on what type of business it is you might need to look into uh, different licensing and things like that. Um, Once again, depending on the type of business it is, it might be certain certificates, certifications that um, once you go out there and get those, now it provides credibility. Whoever's uh, looking to hire your company for whatever services that you provide, when they see that, oh yeah, he's got this, uh, I'll use Security Plus for folks that are in the IT field. Uh, PMP, project managers, uh, mm-hmm. things of that nature. They might see this and it's, okay, yeah, this person right here, they're fully capable of doing whatever it is that we need them to do mm-hmm. because I see that certification right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it, th- these are like some small little nuggets that you might not necessarily hear out there, but, you know, hopefully, you know, that 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 leaves a stain on your brain and you you want to go research and see what the hell is pmp you right. know what i'm saying project management professional mm-hmm. security plus what do i need that oh, yeah well you know if you want to be dod uh 85 70 compliant mm-hmm. and get a job out here and uh contracting with the government or something mm-hmm. like that you might need that um you know just just a couple of little pieces i think before this thing's all said and done i'm i'm Something might just pop in my head. I might just blurt it out. Yeah. God, you know, don't look at me like I'm crazy. Just no, good. Write, write a note. <laughs> and here's a little food for thought, too, y'all. Because I'm not here to discourage you. I'm just here to, you know, want to make you make make sure you weigh all the options and make the right decisions. Because I don't want anybody to fail. But here's a little food for thought. So failure, uh, failure mm-hmm. is nothing more than finding a way that doesn't work. Right. Know what I'm saying? So... Hell, if you if you fall seven times, get up eight. Exactly. <laughs> and here's a little food for thought. Look, somebody invented a pool noodle. And they're a fucking billionaire off of shit. 
Oh, that's the little float thing? Yeah. yeah. Somebody cool says, you know, I'm going to take this phone, put a hole in it, <laughs> and we're going to, oh, you can float on water. We're going to sell this shit. I'm, I'm sure a thousand people probably told that man or that woman, yeah, this is not going to fly. Pool noodles are still being sold to this day. Everywhere. Kids everywhere on it. Grown-ups everywhere on it. So, you know, it's about it's, it's about finding a way. Now, I'm going to ask you this, too, because, you know, I've interviewed many a clothing apparel designer, clothing brand designer, things of that nature. Can, can, can uh, I, just yeah. for a quick second, and, and, and I apologize. You good. Because I, I know we spoke earlier, mm-hmm. and I said that's what I do. But I'm, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Clo- <laughs> clothing and apparel is not the only thing that I do. Like, when it's mm-hmm. all said and done, it's going to be several uh, businesses that are under the... Right. And they always say umbrella. the key to being a millionaire is having at least seven streams of income, right? So, I, so I have heard that. Yeah. I, I definitely have heard so that. Even and even if it's not seven, it might be multiple. Like everybody's not just gonna have the one business that makes them a yeah, have something to fall back on. Yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it, look, hey, something may happen. Like, right. oh man, so, my damn embroidery machine broke. Exactly. What am I gonna do? Right. Yeah, well, you know, you, good thing you didn't quit that nine to five. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, um, you know. I've spoken to a lot of, um, you know, people who are in this particular industry. And I'm going to bring this, this this is more personal for me and people who are of my stature, because you're not a small dude either. We're both, you know, around the same stature. (laughs) But other people I've spoken to, and I'm like, okay, you know, come on the show, I'm like, okay, and they come on the website, and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I see these stop at medium or 1X, like this. I'm like, I'm like, y'all don't got 2X or whatever? Yeah, nah, we ain't got that big yet. I'm asking you, can a 2X dude such as myself or maybe a 3X guy get some classic flavors for their size? Like, Look, are you limited on what size you want? I, I, I implore everyone to go to the site, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and see Again, what you that's classicflavors.com. <laughs> F-L-A-V-A-S, classic. Flavors.com. Go 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 to the site and, and see what you see. You're definitely gonna see your size. It's like mm-hmm. as you alluded to. No, I'm not a small guy. Right. And you I know, see look, some of the wares here. Yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the guy on the website. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All that stuff fits me. So, you know, if you're about my size, I'm six four two. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get down right now. I, I, I'm hovering right yeah. around 240 right now. I'm on this my way down. Trying get, I'm trying to get down to 260. This motherfucker got 240. Hey, look. look nah, don't get it twisted. He, he, made, he made me feel like Fat Monique. Remember she always hey. rag on the skinny jeans? You skinny bitches. Yeah. I, I, was, I was at 265. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. I was there. You know, and my height didn't yeah. change. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and you know, plus we're at that build where... They say we're big and tall, like worthy. But when you go into the big and tall, it's like it's really too just big tall. Yeah, too, yeah, like, exactly. I'm going to big and tall, and I've had pants. Maybe they were my length. Let's say 34, 36. But then the waist was like 49, 48. 52. Exactly. I can't do that. But then if the waist was like, let's say mine's 36 or whatever, the length was like 20. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I didn't come here for Capri, so I'm <laughs> lost. Like you can cut them, cut them at the knees, exactly. make the shorts. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean. yeah. So yeah. But now that 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 too played a part in the whole thing was because think about it, 2016. I mean, it's not that far off of the whole skinny jeans not slash jogger move, movement, like. Mm-hmm. I grew up when we was wearing baggies. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Things like that. Now, nowadays, and I do plan on getting into jeans 
in the near future. Like, I, I probably wouldn't make the jeans as baggy as we were wearing them in the 90s. Right. But yeah, we offer that now. I, I really wouldn't uh, make them as small as, you know, some of the jeans that we see out here in the streets today. You know, I, I, it, it, it would wanna, be like a nice, comfortable yeah, fit. You're not going to see your quads. I don't want to see your quads. <laughs> nah, it, it's going to be, the, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. going to be that type of fit where, like, the proper fit. If, if you wear this to work, yeah. you'll be cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you wear it in the streets, mm. you'll still be cool. Right. You know, you, you, could, you could have on a nice little button up and tuck it in if you had to. Or if you, excuse me, if you wanted to, right. or, you know, if you wanted to rock it with a t-shirt, you'd still be good, you know, untucked or whatever. Have so now, did you find it difficult to create an item that meets those specifications? Because see, what that is, is like encompassing a lot of things. It's kind of almost universal. You know, it's hard to make a universal project, product because, again, you'll have the cats who are still living in the days where my shit got to be extra baggy. You'll have the cats who today, my shit got to be extra tight. You, you'll have for the cats too. But based on what you're saying, it could fit a couple different molds. So did you find it difficult to make this kind of, I won't call it one size fits all, cause it's not, but to make this one size fits more kind of apparel? So once again, I'm gonna say, I wouldn't quite call it difficult right. because at the end of the day, that's what I like, right. you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's why it's able to somewhat play the middle, Okay. you know, but as you alluded to earlier, I mean, at some point you might have to pick a side. Yeah. And you know, when I've got my board, my group, I mean, if I get outvoted or you know the everybody's voting this way or that way, then we just have to go with it if it makes sense. I mean, we we gonna always try to make business decisions. We're not gonna try to you know think with our heart. At the end of the day, that's what your brain is for. Mm -hmm. So you know. So now you know we discuss. Okay, we already know it's online, classicflavors.com. We discussed the potential for a bricks and mortar business. Let's call the store Classic Flavors. Mm -hmm. Sounds about sensible. Um, do you see yourself, or is it even in your, your plans, if you will, to have your line in other stores? Like, let's say, can I go into a main, a mainstream, a big store, a Macy's, it's, do you want classic flavor to be seen in Macy? Do you want classic flavor to be seen in Nordstrom? Do you want classic flavor to be, or is it just like classic flavor needs to be on the classic flavors website or the classic flavor store? So at one point, <coughs> at one point, the idea definitely reached my my mind. Mm -hmm. um, it, it would have to be the right situation, okay. right? Where we are right now today, the answer is no. But later on down the road, who knows? Who knows what might change? But, you know, right now we've been talking all about classic flavor, but, you know, we, we also have luxury lifestyle. Luxury and lifestyle. I think luxury lifestyle... Now, is that that's that, the strictly embroidery side, or is that something... No, 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 no. So... Oh, we got a whole... Like, I heard... To, I ain't know the whole third... So, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. luxury lifestyle, that's like the couture oh, of yeah, uh, sure. classic yeah. flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know that that's that's that we came with a game plan, so we that's how we trying to execute it. So luxury lifestyle might find its way into, you know, I don't even want to name a store to alienate alienate another store, but one one of those stores that you might find a shirt they got wood on it. Right. So now, how can where can one go to 
find out more about the luxury lifestyle brand. So luxury lifestyle, that's something that's gonna uh, definitely be on the Classic Flavors okay. website. Um, I think you might even see one or two pieces on there right now, like so that. Uh, that ball uh, again, and the ball. Classicflavors.com. Uh, you see that ball and bunny sweatshirt. I'm, 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 I'm surfing on this uh, site here, so you gotta forgive me. So try tops. Luxury lifestyle. Now it'll say luxury lifestyle on the actual clothing as well. Yeah. You, now what separates luxury? What separates the quality? I don't want to say quality because I feel like you're gonna have high quality stuff regardless of what this classic flavor luxury lifestyle. What separates luxury lifestyle from classic flavor per se? So um. Do you, do you like uh, watches? Yeah, watches are cool. Are, are you a fan? Yeah, are, 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 are you a fan of uh, the Invictus watches? Those are nice. Those are very. Nice. You like the Invictus, right? Yeah. What 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 other um, watches made by the same manufacturer? I do not know. So, the same people that make Invictus, and I see a lot of people rocking Invictus, mm -hmm. and, and Invictus is nice. Yeah. Are the same people that make Rolex? Okay. Damn. So learn something over there. Never learn them over y'all. I, I say all that to say like luxury lifestyles. That's the Rolex classic flavors Rolex, okay. so to speak. Okay, so it's sort of like the Lexus is to Toyota because that was their luxury vehicle. Or, or like the Maybach is to Benz. Maybach is to Benz. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lowball you. <laughs> you was like, hold up, partner. Hold up, partner. Hey. I said luxury. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. But I mean, but 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 we're still in the infancy of okay. this thing. Like you say, the company's only two years old. Right. So I mean, yeah, it, it, we we've got a lot of growing to do. Like I mean, it takes twenty one years to be twenty one. Right. You know. So. Ooh, you look, that jump? You're the boss, <laughs> man. That was bars right down in the TMD. It takes twenty one years to be twenty one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, my clothes, they're not even in kindergarten yet. No doubt. So, they, Wow, that was amazing. Okay, so, um, so you got luxury lifestyle, you got classic flavor, and you still have the embroidery. The embroidery is under... Um, Q's Vision Custom Q's Embroidery. Vision. So, that's multiple streams of income. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Um, you know, we, we talked a whole lot. We covered this, but again... The website is classicflavors.com. The social media is what again? Classic flavor underscore Lux Lifestyle. On Instagram. That's on Instagram. And on Facebook is Classic Flavor by Al Cordy. And you spell that Q-U-A-R-T-E-Y. Okay, cool. So people can find out more information on that there. Now, um, before, two things we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do to the end. I never wrap up the show. Without having my guests say, leave a positive note for the people. Whatever little message of inspiration, yada, yada. You got a, few, you got a little bit to think about that. Because I want to ask you, and I know we spoke about, you know, when we see Classic Lifestyle, five years, ten years, yada, yada, yada. Um, classic flavor, I should say. Um, here we are. It's current, again, we're recording this on March 3rd, 2019, 9.52 p.m. You're going to hear this on Monday, March 6th, 2019. What's on deck for the rest of 2019 for Classic Flavor Luxury Lifestyle Cube Vision? Um, rest of, so actually today's date is what May third. Yes. Tomorrow, May fourth, we got a pop up shop at uh 800 Water uh Water Street 
down in uh, Southwest um, DC, so down DC there at the New Wharf. Okay. Right, exactly, Wharf. down at the New Wharf. Those of you familiar with the Wharf, or you can Google DC Wharf. Yeah, it's a um, small business networking event slash pop up shop. Classic flavor. We're gonna be out there with a um, tent and uh, a lot of attire. Um, we also plan on dropping a few ladies items. Okay. You know, so we're gonna have something for the ladies line coming in 2019. Okay. And I mean, other than that, we we gonna pretty much just ride out the seasons. We are gonna uh, drop some swimsuits this summer and prepare for the fall. So yeah. people may potentially see Classic Flavor at some pop up at a pop up near you in 2019 as well. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, and you can meet and greet with the owner, the entrepreneur of Classic Flavor, and really get a feel. Because yeah. you know, one thing I've also you know come to learn, they say a lot of times for the successful entrepreneurs, a piece of them is in the work that they do. Like you'll know this is Al Q's, is 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 for this is his feeling. You'll know. This is Al Q's DMV, like, it's, it's in this. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, um, on a personal note, I'm going to be doing a little bit of speaking um, okay. before the, this year ends out. I've got a, um, I've got a couple of events coming up in uh, PG County. I don't necessarily have the dates and right. everything to provide that information right now, but I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, public speaking um, at a couple of different symposiums. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, again, um, that's ClassicFlavors.com. That's also ClassicFlavor underscore Lux Lifestyle. Yes, sir. On Instagram. And that's, I forget the Facebook, ClassicFlavor by Al Cordy. There it is. Okay. That's Q-U-A-R-T-U-I on Facebook. Um, so you can get all of that, all of, those, all of those there. And I'm also going to include them in the show notes. Yes, I have show notes now. I'm going to take <laughs> a step up a notch and I'm going to include those in the show notes so you'll have those links and what have you. But again, we don't let our people leave because Odini in the city, whether we talk high, whether we talk low, whether we talk in the middle, we never end the show without leaving the people with something positive, a high to go out on because you know what? In this world we live in today, we just need, sometimes we just need something positive to keep us going. So without further ado, I ask you, Al Q, tell the people something. Um, so, one, know that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Uh, two, don't ever quit. And then three, I'm like, right before this thing started, I was a little bit nervous. So I... Have, got me a little notepad right here. Mm-hmm. Grab me a pen. And I, I wrote down a couple of things. And, like, this is something, you know, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you feeling a little uncomfortable or, you know, you, you, you your nerves are a little bit tight and, you know, you got to get yourself in the zone, man. Just just think this, man. Put, put I as you, right? I wrote, I am the greatest. No one is greater than I. I am magnificent. And then that 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 last line I wrote was uh six O's make a million. Woo! <laughs> you better speak ten O's into existence, man. And you already know, man, it's me, it's me, it's the OG. As we always tell y'all, yesterday is gone. So don't worry about that anymore. Tomorrow doesn't exist because it's not here yet. What you have is now. Um, they call it the present. Why? Well, it's a gift. Woo! So you got to go ahead and get out, get up, get up, get out, and get something. 
Get busy living because you got no choice in the alternative. With that said, it's Nitty in the City. It's my guy, Al Q. And we out!